Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey, welcome to another edition of the podcast, Talking Metal. So glad you could join me here tonight. What we're going to do on this episode is air the most recent episode of Metal Raps, which is part of Talking Metal Digital's podcasting platform. It has its own separate RSS feed, uh, and you know you can subscribe to it on its own on iTunes. But uh, you know I do air probably seventy-five mm, percent of the episodes, the uh, Metal Raps episodes here over the Talking Metal feed, also. So, um, again, that's what we're going to do. And, and the people who do the show with me are Mitch Lafon, who is just a phenomenal journalist out of uh, Montreal and has become a real good friend of mine. And he is an expert on all things hard rock and, and heavy metal and, and rock and roll. And also um, Mitch Joel, who is one of the guys who helped set up uh, Brave Words back in the day and... <clears throat> interviewed all sorts of rock stars back in like the the 90s and uh, has remained a, a rock and roll fan. He's also a bass player. He hosts his own bass podcast, uh, the No Gru- the no Trouble podcast. Um, and also, what else does he do? He is a businessman and he has a podcast that is all about modern ideas as far as marketing goes and you know it usually plays into you know the the web and the the silicon valley type of vibe if you will and a lot of a lot of talk about upstart businesses and and uh inspirational talk from from Mitch Joel and his his guests on on how to do business in today's modern world Mitch is also known for being a consultant at Google and a speaker at the the TED program. The there's so there's so much this guy does, and that's just uh, just just a little bit of it. And so, anyways, here is my show with Mitch Joel and Mitch Lafon. It's called Metal Raps. Please support Talking Metal and Metal Raps with a PayPal donation. You can do that right on TalkingMetal.com. You can see pictures of Mitch, 
myself and Mitch, it's Mitch Joel and Mitchell Fun on, on Talking Metal in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. Use our Amazon links to make a purchase. Here we go. Mitch, Mitch, and Mark. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode number 28 of Metal Raps. My name is Mitch Joel, and as always, we are joined by Talking Metal's Mark Striegel. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. How are you, Mitch? Good, and we're back as well with one-on-one with Mitch LaFon's Mitch LaFon. Good day. Good day. Welcome. I don't know where to start. It's been a while, and we, we tend to always sort of veer back into Guns N' Roses' world, so I feel like we should almost start with Guns N' Roses' world as a... Uh, is is my prophecy correct? Has this is this coming off the rails already, Mitch? Well, yeah, yeah. Listen, there there are so many rumors out there of things going bad, but there's also enough talk of things going good. So who knows? I mean, they they shut down the tap of flowing information, and and so all the rumors and hearsay and all that stuff dried up. So we'll see. April is next month. Hopefully, uh, we'll get six wonderful shows, and uh, then I guess we'll we'll see them in 2017 for uh, Appetite's 30th. So what's going on? Are we hearing other things? Is there other news out? Yeah, well, you're you're hearing, you're hearing like people like from message boards uh, get quoted in like mainstream press outlets, like you know, a guy from my, my GNR forums.com was quoted on alternative, uh, I think alternative nation.com, uh, in a, in an article talking about a Dallas show that may happen in May for a hundred thousand people. And you were hearing rumors of club shows, warm up club shows. What, what I've heard is these six shows and that's it. That's, I mean, in, in, you know, Axel is then going to decide if he wants to, to do more. Um, but you know, if he's going to make that decision after these six shows, which sold out, you know, had incredibly high ticket prices and sold out each show in a matter of hours, um, you know, if he's going to do this, I mean, so what I'm trying to say is I think there's no doubt that he can fill arenas throughout the country with this. So I'm just curious, what is he waiting for to, to see how the shows go? We already know that this is a hot ticket. Um, is it just the chemistry? Is, is there more behind the scenes going on that he needs to feel out yet i i I don't know i do do know that axel is too is so rich or or crazy that he just doesn't want to like go out there and 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 do that like spend six months three months two months bothering i don't know what his financial situation is i do know that you know just for these six shows it's it's apparently just a, a really big payday uh and i partly know that because i paid a ton of money for for my my ticket for the first show in vegas which i'm flying out for i know numerous people from new jersey who are flying out to the show i even heard one guy from from is coming over from sweden for the show so i i think i think there's a a massive draw i no doubt the the first shows out of the gate will will be the ones that uh, attract all the crazies like myself from from different parts of the country but there's no doubt this this ticket can you know fill arenas and possibly stadiums anywhere in the country uh and i i, I don't know what axel's financial situation is you'd think it would be 
good, but you know, if you fly everywhere in a private jet and spend, I don't know what, how much the guy spends, you know, um, I'm not saying he flies everywhere in a private jet. I just know that when you become super rich, sometimes to you, you know, uh, yeah, you have, you have, I mean, I remember I interviewed Sean Penn once for, for VH1 and I asked him about some of his, uh, his movies that, that weren't so great and why he would agree to do those movies. And he looked at me and he said, sometimes you got to heat the pool. So I, which I, I thought was a great line, you know, and, and, uh, when you have a certain type of lifestyle, sometimes that has to be maintained. Uh, so I have no idea what, if they need, if Axel needs the money, I, I, I would probably think no, but who knows. And the other side of it could be that he, um, He's looking at the scenario and going, let's see how these six show goes. Let's see what reaction is like. And Axel seems to be a unique character in the sense of he pretends he doesn't really know what's going on in media, but I bet, I, I, I bet or assume, I don't know, that he's somewhat obsessed with it. He probably will look at reviews and stuff like that and see what the feedback is and then also figure out perhaps what the appetite really is beyond just the fact that you know, club promoters or, or arena promoters want to just book them and get it done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think if you want to see Guns N' Roses this year, you're going to have to somehow get a ticket to one of these six sold-out shows um, because I'm not convinced that there's going to be any other shows this, this year. Are you, Mitch? Um, you know what? I've heard that it's going to be six and out, and but I've also heard that there's a 25 show run coming up as well i think the bottom line is we just have to wait till the month of may it looks as though nothing is going to be announced until we're done with these shows and if it doesn't implode maybe we'll see something else and if it does maybe they'll retool and reposition for the 30th anniversary it's, it's just very bizarre i've never seen a reunion tour out of the box be so disorganized, so backwards. I mean, when when the Eagles announced it, you knew exactly where they were going to be. You knew who was in the band. When Kiss announced it, when you know whoever Black Sabbath, whoever, you go ah, okay, they're playing this night here, this night there. I'm going to go five five shows. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's unbelievable that a band of this stature with this much money on the table. Can't even announce who's in the band, but but don't I think they can, and the reason is they they don't want to. I think from a marketing standpoint, uh, I mean, listen, it's Axel, it's it's Slash, it's Stuff. You know, if you're going to say with also Chris Pittman and you know uh, Richard Fortis, suddenly you're diminishing the whole thing because you know those guys bring nobody nobody to the 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 shows and 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 I listen I love Chris Pittman I love I love Fortis I love all those guys but the rest of those guys in the band unless it's a Matt Sorum yeah unless it's a Matt Sorum or an Adler and or somebody an iconic name that that we're gonna know uh you know there's really no reason to to announce it because the press is going to jump all over that and 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 spin a negative on it right i'll, 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 listen, I'll, I'll give you that is he dizzy is he dizzy you got Liz. uh no, no, there's a couple of guys gilby you know there are names yeah i suspect i suspect I dizzy will be there i think it's it's we're all pretty sure that dizzy will be there but is he it doesn't look like it uh but who knows I'm Gilby. <clears throat> yeah, Gilby. I, 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 he didn't. I mean, he sued the band so many times that I, I think he's he's out. Yeah. But all right. So well, I guess we're gonna have a, 
We'll have a more full report when Mark comes back from Vegas yeah. is what I'm thinking is going to happen. No, here. the second they step on stage, I will be tweeting who's in the band. If, if right. that hasn't been leaked before then, which I kind of doubt that it will. But we'll see. Uh, are you seeing and, them before Coachella? Yeah, I guess so. Yes, right? I'm going to the first show, and I for I actually hope there's no you know L.A. or San Francisco club date warm up because honestly, I, I I'm paying a ton of money to get out there, and I, I just I want to be at that first show. So uh, yeah, we'll see. The first riot. You'll yeah, be at the first exactly. riot. Though. Anyway, all right. Hey. But we have plenty more rides. Don't don't you worry about that. Now, now, as we're on the subject of touring and classic bands, Iron Maiden out on the road. Uh, very clear who's in the band. Very clear where the band is playing. In fact, they like to fly themselves everywhere. And of course, um, not of course, terribly, I think, they've had this crazy accident with their plane, thankfully, yeah. on the ground. Wow. Uh, engines ripped out. Uh, people injured, not in the band. People on the ground that were trying to deal with whatever this sort of steering mechanism issue was. Um, again, I fly a lot. I'm not just because I fly a lot. I'm not exactly an auto uh, pilot mechanic uh, by any short stretch of the imagination. But just looking at the damage, I thought, oh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna cost time, money, insurance uh, issues, things like that. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Mitch, <laughs> Mark. Yeah, yeah. That that that's gonna set them back. And you know, the, the the other problem was logistically they loaded their entire gear on that and flew it. Now they've not only got to find New transportation for an ongoing tour for, you know, 10 band members and road crew. Now they've also got to find a transport for their gear. It, it, it's a mess. It's a, I mean, you know, but it's part, part of doing business, I guess. But what a mess. Um, <laughs> How's this tour doing? Do, do we have any of the... I, I'm it not seems sure. To be sold yeah. out. I know in New York, I, I, I did not buy a ticket when they went on sale. Uh, a few months after they went on sale, I went and I did try to get just a, a single ticket, and uh, you know, legally through the through the uh, the Madison or Ticketmaster, ticket and nothing was available. I couldn't get one seat. So I'm I'm assuming the New York show is sold out, which isn't a surprise in such a you know densely populated market. And have we seen any other things on that, Mitch? Has there been any listings yet on, on seats, tickets, availability? From, from everything I can tell, this tour is doing very well and is probably doing 85 to 100% every night, easily. Wow, cool. People, for people love Maiden, you know, people love Maiden. And the one thing that Maiden brings every show is a new show. You get, I think, six or seven of the new songs from the new album. Uh, they're bringing out some older ones, leaving some favorites aside. They switch it up every show. So you can see Maiden in, in you know, 2012, 2013, and it's a different show. And, uh, you know, that's the way to do it. I wish, I wish other bands that we like would uh, mix it up and make it interesting. Make yes. me want to go again and again and again, yeah. for example. <laughs> yeah. Motley Crue, oh. yeah, Sabbath but too. I'm, I'm I'm disappointed in this this current Sabbath set list. Uh, you know, just seems like such a typical set list. Barely anything off the. You know, is looking at basically the first four records. Nothing, nothing much past that. I think one song past that. And it's such a good record with thirteen. On the last tour, they played I, I think three or four numbers off of that album, and nothing. And uh, it's. it's you know, I'll be excited to see them. And my wife actually did see them the other week at Madison Square Garden. I'm, we're both going together over the summer to see them. But, but I, I, I hope 
they mixed the set list up before the summer, although I highly doubt it. I've yeah. caught only no, some I, of the YouTube videos on Sabbath and have been grossly, sadly, un- unimpressed. But Really? Uh, okay. He was in great voice in, in New York uh, two weeks ago. but uh, He yeah. or the machine? Nah, I, yeah. I kid. I kid. That's definitely part of it when you watch YouTube, for sure. You definitely feel there's something else going on behind the scenes there. Well, in, in somewhat tragic news, too, and not directly related to heavy metal, but completely, I think, connected still because of the nature of the band, um, it was announced really recently that uh, Keith Emerson from the famed Emerson, Lake and Palmer, ELP, keyboardist, 71 years old, was uh, was passed away. And then it came out that he actually committed suicide. And I don't mm. know if you guys have been following this, but um, I have. really sort of tragic that he, you know, the story is from, I guess, a girlfriend uh, that he, he, he took his own life, shot himself with a gun uh, that he was keeping for protection. But uh, the STEM from what we're seeing, and it's hard to tell when it has to do with suicide because there's obviously other things going on subconsciously beneath the surface, was that he was really worried about this, some upcoming concerts in Japan. He felt that uh, he had had some nerve damage to his hand and that it was affecting his playing and that he basically was in this place of thinking he was just no longer a good enough musician. And I just sort of read that and I felt like so bad and sorry. It's a classic band classic rock band i know growing up i didn't directly sort of fall into elp it was more from my brothers that were introducing me to that music and that genre of music led me for sure into the whole road of prog and prog and, and rush, and rush. And even, even to this day when i when i hear dream theater i think of elp you were you were mentioning that your brother sort of got you into it what uh, what attracted me into it was the fact that they had put together this live show at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal, and I always felt, hey, here's a band doing something in my hometown. You know, I spent a lot of times at the Olympic Stadium watching the Montreal Expos, and that this big band had come and done this live album in my backyard always made me sort of feel a little closer to the band, like, hey, that's kind of cool, right? So, Very you know, Mark, Mark, did you have connections to this group? Yeah, not not really. I once was a roadie for uh, Emerson Lake and, and uh, Palmer uh, tribute band, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it so did a couple give you of shows. Great disdain for them? Or no, I I, I, lo- I I I really like their music, and I, I used to have the the I think it was the trilogy record right on cassette, and then I also had the the one they did with. Uh, with Cozy Powell. I'm trying to remember the name of that one. It was, do you remember like, there was a Emerson Lake and Powell. Do you remember that? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I think they had uh, one record, like I'm guessing like 1986 um, or something like that. Although I, I, um, yeah, I'm looking on the web right now. I can't, I don't remember the name of the the record, but there was like one song off it that was a, a radio hit in, in Chicago where I lived at the time. And, uh, hmm, what was that? I don't know. Cozy Powell's no longer with us either. He died yeah. back in 98, I think. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Touch and go. That was the song, um, by Emerson Lake and, uh, Powell. Powell. That was a that was Powell. a brief FM hit, at least in the in the Midwest in the states. Yeah, it was it was a great record, great record, self titled record. Uh, before we start checking out what we're gonna what we've been listening to lately, let's talk a little bit about ACDC. They've been uh, in the news with a real strange story where uh, famed singer Brian Johnson is being told to get off the road, not because of his voice, but because of his ears, that he's going to potentially lose his hearing. Mark. 
Yeah, I, I think this story is fishy. Um, is my is my opinion on the whole thing? Uh, it it just doesn't sound like it it, it checks out. It's uh, and I, I'm nothing behind the scene. This is that I know of. This is just speculation. Uh, yes, a lot of these guys have hearing damage, and a lot of the hearing damage is severe. Paul Gilbert, Pete Townsend, you know, the list goes on and on. There's been a lot of people with hearing damage. Um, why not? get the best earplugs ever made and then wear like the big earmuffs from, you know, Home Depot on top of those. I, I've played in bands and I actually used to do that in one of my bands rehearsal because we were so loud. I have some minor hearing damage um, and was always paranoid about losing more of it. And, but it, it just, I don't know. It seems weird. And then there's a, a replacement singers coming in. I can't help but think we're going to see ACDC continue on with a new singer or another record down the road. Um, I think the whole thing is is very strange that he couldn't finish these dates, which wasn't really a heck of a lot of dates. Uh, and the the whole hearing loss thing to me seems real fishy. Um, I'll just throw it out there. I think I think there's some a much bigger story there that, and I have no idea what that story is. But if, for me personally him bowing out because of hearing damage is just doesn't pan out. There's so many things that could be done on the stage. They're not nearly as loud as, you know, for positioning where he can stand, you know, he, right, the sound goes above anyway. Yeah. Anything it, it, on a stage. It's, quite it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I think, I think there's, maybe this is one factor, but there's, there's something bigger here. Maybe it needs to be like a, 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 some sort of medical emergency for legally well, for, for him sure to get out of the, the contract. But th- th- I don't think this is the real story personally, but that's just, yeah, it's, and it does, it sounds super strange and you're absolutely right that in this day and age, you can have a near silent stage if you really wanted to. I mean, the amps could actually be fed from the back with the technology it now has. Uh, you could have in ears that are completely noise isolating or noise canceling and just feed the sort of things you need to hear to keep, the show going i read that and my initial gut was i hope he's okay i mean it sounds pretty dire like you said this wasn't this long extensive tour there was a handful of dates that had to be done uh something is is definitely up and i just hope for just everyone's sake it's not his health and that it's just the you know i literally actually do hope that he just hates the guys and doesn't want to do this anymore i'm actually better with that than yeah him him something being gravely wrong over there Right, right. I mean, uh, I took it for face value that it was a medical emergency and he needed to get out. But, but now that Mark mentions it, I mean, certainly for tour insurance, medical is a better way to cash in on that. And the fact that they announced almost 24 hours later that they would have somebody else complete the dates, that was sort of like, really? You're not even going to take like a couple of months off and think about it? But Listen, I'm with you. Uh, if it's his health, and it seems to be, let, let's hope he gets better. And if it means he has to be off the road, then so be it. Yeah. And also, it's basically Angus, really, at this point then, right? Yeah, Cliff Williams, I guess, is still there, who was... Yeah, he's been the bassist since the 70s. Uh, he wasn't... He, I'm trying to think... It, 
I think he he's definitely on Highway to Hell. Um, I'd have to pull up Wikipedia to to know when he joined. I think he's on Let There Be Rock too, but I think that may be his uh, his first one with uh, ACDC. But he he you know he's he's a long term important figure in that band too. And but yeah, it's Angus and then the you know the drummer who was part of the band during kind of that early 90s period i forgot his name but he he's back in the fold too so does he have to dress up like the very first drummer they had <laughs> no i don't, I don't think so <laughs> it, uh, it is way, a band it is a rock band with only four all cap letters but not the same one right, right. I, I did hear by the way that jimmy barnes the uh, great australian jimmy barnes was going to take over that that was the inside track i I guess we'll have to just wait and see, but he'd be a good a good call, actually. He sings incredibly well and sounds like an ACDC kind of guy. So. Right. Cool. They're going to they're gonna struggle with a different voice in that band. We're going to have a whole, I mean, I hope we don't have a whole, we don't have a whole Skid Row scenario, but we'll see how that goes. Send them uh, to Bath and Bach. No. Uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, again, before we take off, let's take a listen to uh, what you guys are actually listening to. It's been, I think it's been an amazing couple months for new music. Mitch, what have you got? Uh, new music-wise, a band out of the UK called The Treatment. Their uh, third album just came out called Generation Me. They've got a new singer, Mitchell M's. And I, I think, honestly, this is going to be battling it out for top spot for me at the end of uh, 2016. It's just a great rock record. It sounds a little bit like ACDC, Airborne, you know, those sort of dirty rock bands. And it's just fantastic. It's a great, great album. So uh, Generation Me by The Treatment. Nice. Mark? Um, real quick, I just did want to say that uh, Cliff Williams was not on Let There Be Rock, and I guess uh, Highway to Hell was his was his first one. No, actually, it was Power Age that was his first one. But uh, as far as um, as far as new music goes, I got to tell you, Last in Line uh, um, with uh-huh. Vivian Campbell. When I first got it, I was like, "This is good." maybe it's not great but now i'm actually thinking it's great like the, it's one of these records it took a little time to 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 grow the on grower. yeah to grow and uh, i think it is just a, a really great fun listen i've also been really impressed by the new anthrax record uh, definitely one of my favorite records of the year it, it let me just say the new anthrax my favorite record of the year so far um for all kings and it's just the hooks on some of these songs like the title track there's a song called breathing lightning which is like almost like a, a, a maiden-esque like um, 80s metal sounding hook that's so big and and catchy that it is just undeniable um you know there might be some old thrash fans who aren't into it because it's you know maybe even a little too commercial for them but but uh it is it is you know absolutely definitive anthrax and i feel like they've kind of gone to a slightly new place you know they they started that on the last record but i I feel like it's evolved a little bit with this record and i i think it's the best thing they've done in years uh for all kings by anthrax Uh, what about you new thing yeah, my new thing is maybe I should uh, choose my songs, my albums, before I let Mark go, because we're, we're both aligned here. Anthrax for All Kings was top of my list, too. 
crazy album, great album, sounds great. For me, it was all about the fact that you can feel they're still passionate about making great heavy music and just go for it. Also, Last in Line was on my list with Heavy Crown. I think Andrew Freeman, the singer, is absolutely stunning. And he's he's sort of one of those guys who's made a name for himself, but not quite like Vivian Campbell or Vinny Apice has and the other players in the band that were obviously Indio. But I actually just saw Andrew in Vegas uh, and raiding the Rock Vault, and he's just a, a great singer. Cool. Just totally powerful, great. And the other third one that I, I have on my list I've been loving is Post Society, which is a new EP by Voivod. So oh, local, wow. local, local cool guys and just anything they do. I've known them forever. And I just, I'm sort of, I always go down the rabbit hole once I hear anything new from Voivod. It's an EP. It's called Post Society, super heavy, super Voivod, and check it out. Awesome. So, great fun talking connecting with everybody we're going to be back soon with episode number 29 of metal raps until then you can always find me at at mitch joel or you can check out my podcast uh, with electric bass players over at notrouble.com forward slash groove mark let people know where they can find you yeah you can check me out at talkingmetal.com or on itunes just simply subscribe to talking metal and give us a good review there nice mitch uh, at Mitch Lafon on Twitter, one-on-one Mitch Lafon on Facebook, and uh, like Mark over at Talking Metal, and do head over to iTunes and subscribe to the one-on-one with Mitch Lafon podcast. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll be back super soon with episode number 29 of Metal Raps. This has been episode number 28 of Metal Raps. I'm Mitch Dole. Have a great night.